Hey there, folks. Welcome back to the 24th episode of the Political Dad Podcast, coming to you live from the great state of Florida. This is your go-to spot for some down-to-earth, no-nonsense talk about what's going on in our nation and world, all from the perspective of a dad who's seen it all. That's right, Political Dad is in the house, and you better believe we've got a jam-packed show for you today. The man that is not afraid to spank his kids. The man that hands out trophies to only winners. The man brave enough to shop at Walmart after midnight. He was born in a radio station back when man walked on the moon. An apprentice under the Doctor of Democracy for 20 years. Political Dad is on the Common Sense Broadcast Network. To get in touch with Political Dad, just email him pd at csbn.live or check out politicaldad.net for your fill of common sense. And now, the man that's not afraid to throw all his garbage in one trash can. So, what's cooking in the political stew? Oh boy, it's spicy, my friends. First up on the menu, Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, you know him, the minority leader of the House of Representatives. He's put his foot down and is taking a swing at impeaching President Joe Biden. Is it a home run or just another foul ball? We're going to dive deep into that. And hold on to your hats. Because Mitt Romney, the ever-flip-flopping senator from Utah, has decided to hang up his gloves and retire from politics. Could this be the end of an era? Or just another chapter in the never-ending saga that is Washington, D.C.? But wait, there's more! I've got some of the most outrageous headlines from the past week that you won't want to miss. Some are so crazy, you'll think they're from a comic book, but folks, I assure you, they're as real as it gets! So sit back, buckle up, and grab yourself a cold one or maybe a hot coffee if that's your jam, because this is the Political Dad Podcast, and we're about to get this show on the road. All right, all right, all right. Gather round, ladies and gentlemen, because it's that time again. You guessed it. It's time for this week's wacky headlines. Oh, man, if you thought politics was a circus, wait till you hear these stories that are more bonkers than a barrel of monkeys. Strap in, folks. It's time for Political Dad to serve up this week's headlines. No fluff, just the raw truth you crave. Brace for impact, because here comes weekly headlines with Political Dad, where the spin stops and the laughs begin. Let's jump right into these headlines. I'll give you the headline first, and then sprinkle it with some Political Dad wisdom. Gavin Newsom shuts down 2024 run. Gavin Newsom saying he won't run in 2024 and that Kamala's the one? Man, if you're pushing your team's bench warmer as the starter, you might as well forfeit the game. RFK Jr. on DNC rigging. RFK Jr. says the DNC has rigged the primary process. Well, welcome to the party, pal. Took you long enough to see what's been as clear as day to the rest of us. IRS cracking down on millionaires. The IRS going after millionaires. 
They might want to first figure out how they lost billions to fraud during the pandemic. Good luck getting that money back. New Mexico Gun Suspension So New Mexico wants to suspend open carry and concealed carry, yeah, because laws stop criminals, just like do not enter signs stop burglars, right? AOC on inflation. AOC says inflation is propaganda. Well, next time she goes shopping, maybe she can pay with propaganda instead of dollars. Biden's bizarre press conference. Biden called climate deniers lying dog-faced pony soldiers? That sounds like a line from a bad Western movie. Except even John Wayne made more sense. 9-11 tribute. No jokes here, folks. 9-11 is sacred ground. We honor and remember those lost. God bless America. Threads blocking COVID info. Threads blocking searches related to COVID and vaccines. Yep, because ignorance is bliss when you don't want people questioning the narrative. McCarthy on Biden impeachment. Kevin McCarthy saying impeachment is the next logical step for Biden. Well, it's about time someone in D.C. tried to be logical. Kim Jong-un in Russia. Kim Jong-un arriving in Russia on a slow-moving armored train? Even his train is armored. This guy's more paranoid than a cat in a room full of rocking chairs. DeSantis on age. DeSantis says the presidency is not for someone that's 80. Hey, in Florida, we call that being candid. Other people might call it common sense. McDonald's and self-serve sodas. McDonald's eliminating self-service soda? What's next? They're going to start pre-chewing our burgers. U.S. incomes falling? U.S. incomes falling for the third straight year? No wonder people are piling up debt. Living ain't cheap these days. Credit card debt. Average American household has $10,170 in credit card debt. With those numbers, we should all be earning frequent flyer miles to bankruptcy. Apple on climate change. Apple's deeply committed to climate change. How about being deeply committed to not overcharging us for a phone charger? Alien bodies in Peru. Alien bodies with three-fingered hands found in Peru, if true. Let's hope they don't decide to vote. We have enough issues with voter ID as it is. Congressman Gronk. Gronk not ruling out running for office. Hey, the guy knows how to catch a ball. Maybe he can catch some common sense for Congress. Mitt Romney retiring. Mitt Romney won't seek a second term. Well, I guess flip-flopping can be exhausting. Time for some well-earned rest, Mitt. There you have it, folks. Another round of headlines served up political dad style. Keep it tuned right here for more straight talk and no-nonsense perspectives. We have all the answers. Don't go away. You're listening to the Common Sense Broadcast Network. Introducing the ultimate in problem-dodging technology, the Blame Mover 2000. Forget about blaming the rising tide of criminals. Mayor Brandon Johnson says it's all about those cars. Who needs law and order when you can have the Blame Mover 2000? That's right, folks. Forget the mundane task of enforcing laws and capturing bad guys. Let's point that finger squarely at the true culprits, Kia and Hyundai. They've made their cars just too darn stealable. But with the Blame Mover 2000, you'll never need to blame a criminal again. So there it is, the deal of a lifetime. Why address the problem when you can just shift the blame? 
Grab your very own Blame Mover 2000 and join in on the action, or lack thereof. Remember, it's not about making the streets safer. It's about finding someone else to blame. Hurry up and get yours today, because who knows? Tomorrow, we might start blaming the roads for being too drivable. Reverberating positivity throughout the world. Political Dad is on the CSB Network. And now, the man that can bench press more than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and oh boy, do we have a segment for you. I'm your host, Political Dad, and let's get right into the meat and potatoes of today's show. The topic... Kevin McCarthy, House Republicans, and the impeachment inquiry they've launched against Joe Biden. This, my friends, is where the rubber meets the road. Now, let me lay it out for you. Kevin McCarthy is in a real pickle, no doubt about it. He's stuck in a tug of war with one side of his party pulling him to go full steam ahead against Biden. And on the other side, he's got to think about strategy, about what's the smart play here. The man's got to be a chess master and a circus juggler all rolled into one. Let's be crystal clear about what an impeachment inquiry actually is. It's an investigation, folks. It's not an indictment or a guilty verdict. It's an inquiry, a chance to find out what's what. And let's be real. If there's something fishy going on, then let's reel it in. But you'd better be sure you've got something solid before you drop a line into those murky waters. Now the White House chiming in, that's where things get interesting. They've basically sent a memo to the media saying, hey, you need to give the Republicans a hard look-see. Wait just a second. Last time I checked, the media's job is to hold everyone's feet to the fire, not just one side. Shouldn't they be like a referee in a football game, making sure both teams are playing fair? So here's the bottom line. McCarthy is taking a big gamble here. If he's got the goods, if there's evidence, then let's see it. The chips will fall where they may. But if this is all just for show, well, folks, that's playing with fire. As for the White House telling the media to focus their scrutiny just on one side, that's like telling the ref to keep an eye only on one team. In a democracy, everyone's got to play by the rules. Here's a little background on Kevin McCarthy for those that are new to the political scene. Kevin McCarthy, born and raised in California, has been climbing the political ladder for a while now. Started as a congressman back in 2007, and look at him now. He's leading the GOP in the House. But let's not forget, leadership comes with strings attached, my friends. Oh, does it ever. Now, let's talk about the money. Friends, if you're wondering how Kevin McCarthy's wallet got so fat, you're not alone. This guy who's leading the Republican charge in the House is doing pretty darn well for himself. But how'd he get there? Let's pull back the curtain. Now, listen up. McCarthy's wealth doesn't exactly come from a long lineage of oil barons or real estate moguls. No, sir. He's a California guy, born to a firefighter dad and a stay-at-home mom. So where did the money start rolling in? Politics and investments, that's where. You see, McCarthy's been in the game since the early 2000s. Before his stint in Congress, he was a California state assemblyman. Public service pays, but it's not exactly a gold mine. However, it does provide you with connections, opportunities, and a platform. And you know what they say. It's not what you know. It's who you know. 
McCarthy, being a savvy guy, has also made some investments. He's got a knack for picking winners, apparently, because his financial disclosures show he's got a portfolio diversified like a smart shopper at a grocery store. A little bit of this, a little bit of that from stocks and bonds to real estate. But let's not beat around the bush. There's always chatter about politicians enriching themselves through their positions. Is that the case here? Well, there's no smoking gun. But McCarthy's net worth has certainly climbed since he's been in office. Make of that what you will. The bottom line is, McCarthy's living comfortably, very comfortably, and while there's nothing inherently wrong with that, it's always good to keep an eye on where the cash is coming from because when someone's got a lot to lose, you've got to wonder what they're willing to do to keep it. Now, McCarthy is what I'd call a balancing act kind of guy. On one hand, he's got to listen to his base, the conservatives, the Trump supporters, and everyone else who thinks it's high time to call Joe Biden into account. They're the drummers, and they're pounding away saying, we want action. But hold your horses. On the other hand, McCarthy's got the moderates and some institutionalists who are like, whoa, 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 let's not jump off a cliff without a parachute. They're worried about overplaying the hand and turning the whole thing into a political circus. So what's a guy to do? It's like he's in a canoe with paddlers rowing in opposite directions. He's trying to keep the boat steady, but let's be real. It's wobbly. He's got to figure out how to make it sail smooth or he's going to end up swimming with the fishes. And let's not forget, Kevin's also got to think about his own skin. There are whispers, rumblings, and downright shouts from some in his own party saying, Hey, if you're not going to take the reins in charge, step aside, buddy. His job as the leader is on the line here. Make no mistake about it. So where does McCarthy sit in all this? Smack dab in the middle, my friends. He's got to be like a tightrope walker, balancing between two worlds that are pulling him in different directions. It's tricky, real tricky. But you know what they say, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Keep your eyes open, folks, because this roller coaster is far from over. We're going to see a lot more twists and turns before this is all said and done. Stick with me, Political Dad, because we've got a lot more to cover. We have all the answers. Don't go away. You're listening to the Common Sense Broadcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got something special for you this week. Drum roll, please, for our newest sponsor, Debt Be Gone, Inc. So yeah, they're here and they're as real as politicians' promises. Strap in and let's give them a listen. Are you drowning in debt? Struggling to even afford that daily cup of overpriced coffee that you swear makes you a better parent? You mean the cup of sanity in a world gone mad? Oh, you bet. Introducing Debt Be Gone, Inc., the only debt relief service that doesn't actually relieve your debt. Yeah, you heard me right. Wait, what? So what's the point? For only 19 easy payments of $99.99, we'll send you a fancy debt-free certificate that you can hang on your wall. Oh, great. Another piece of paper I can't afford to frame. But wait, there's more. Call now and get absolutely nothing extra. Wow, a deal like this makes Congress look productive. 
Call 1-800-NOT-REAL. That's 1-800-NOT-REAL. Operators are standing by to not help you. Folks, this is a gag, of course, but the national debt, that's no laughing matter. Talk to your financial advisor about real debt relief options. And keep listening to me, political dad, where the common sense is always free. There is a reason they call him Superman. Political Dad is on the CSB Network. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Political Dad, and if you've been riding along with us so far, you know we've been diving into some deep waters. But now let's take a moment to get personal and reflect on something that changed America forever, 9-11. Friends, that day shook us to our core, didn't it? It's one of those days you never forget. You remember exactly where you were and what you were doing. But for me, September 12, 2001, was a day that marked a big change in my career. That's right. I got a call from none other than Rush Limbaugh, the man who ran the most listened to talk show in America. Rush said, can you be at the studio every day? We need to be prepared for any technical glitches or anything that could go wrong. Folks, I answered the call and began what would become 20 years of working alongside a broadcasting legend. Now, why did Rush call me in the day after such a massive nation-changing event? Because, my friends, in times of crisis, that's when you need to be on your A-game. The whole country was glued to their radios, hungry for information, guidance, and, yes, a bit of comfort. And let me tell you, being part of that team ensuring that everything ran smoothly day in and day out was an honor. We were there to keep the gears turning, to make sure that millions of Americans could tune in and get the straight talk they were looking for. I spent two decades learning from Rush, dealing with politics and witnessing firsthand how one man could command the airwaves. And now I'm here sharing what I know from a dad's perspective right here on the Common Sense Broadcast Network. So today, let's remember not just the tragedy of 9-11, but also the way it brought us together, the way it made us stronger and more united. Because that's what America is about, folks, rising from the ashes time and time again. All right, friends, buckle up because we're shifting gears. We're moving from the heavy weight of 9-11 to talking about someone who's had his own share of ups and downs, Mitt Romney. Now, Mitt's decided to hang up his political boots and retire. Listen, I've met the man a few times when he came down to bend Rush Limbaugh's ear, trying to figure out how to park his behind in the Oval Office. I've even got snapshots to prove it. And let me tell you, the guy can be incredibly charming. There was a time, believe it or not, when I thought Mitt was the guy. He had me sold, hook, line, and sinker. But, oh, how times do change, my friends. If there were an Olympic event for flip-flopping, Mitt would be going for the gold. He switched positions more times than a cat lands on its feet. And he's got some stiff competition for that title, folks, especially from our very own Charlie Crist down here in Florida. Now, here's the thing I never got about Mitt Romney. Why'd he want to be in politics in the first place? The man's got more dough than a bakery. Was it about living up to daddy's legacy? 
For those who don't know, his father, George Romney, was the governor of Michigan back in the day. Was Mitt trying to outdo his old man or make him proud? What I do know is that when you've got that much money and you still dive into the snake pit of politics, you've got to be looking for something that greenbacks can't buy. So there you have it. Mitt's moving on and we'll have to wait and see what's next on his agenda. Maybe he'll take up knitting or become a travel blogger. Who knows? But one thing's for sure, his political career has been a roller coaster that even the best of us couldn't predict. Stick around. We've got juicy dad jokes coming your way. Don't go anywhere. Don't forget, all you have to say is, Alexa, play the Political Dad podcast to hear the latest from the Professor of Logic. To get in touch with Political Dad, just email him pd at csbn.live or check out politicaldad.net for your fill of common sense. Ladies and gentlemen, patriots and truth seekers, we've reached the end of episode 24 here on the Common Sense Broadcast Network. Man, we've covered a lot of ground today, haven't we? From the swamp in Washington to Mitt Romney's flip-flops, it's been one wild ride. Now don't forget, if you liked what you heard today, smash that subscribe button, ring that bell, and do whatever it is you've got to do to make sure you don't miss our next episode. Trust me, you won't want to miss what we've got in store. Whether you're a dad or you just love a good grown-worthy joke, this next segment is for you. So go ahead, sit back, and get ready to laugh or cringe. What did Joe Biden say when he heard about the impeachment inquiry? I don't remember signing up for this. Why did the D.C. elite cross the road to get further away from common sense? How many politicians does it take to change a light bulb? One to propose the bill and 434 more to turn it into a partisan issue. Why did the politician bring a pencil to the debate? To draw his own conclusions. Why did Mitt Romney put his money in the freezer? He wanted cold, hard cash. How do you know when a politician is lying? When their lips are moving in a bipartisan manner. Why did Mitt Romney retire? He couldn't decide which side of the aisle had the comfiest seats. What's the White House's new slogan for the press? Scrutinize, don't demonize. Why did the D.C. elite order a pizza? They wanted to slice up the budget. Why did Mitt Romney visit Florida? He heard it's a swing state and wanted some tips on flip-flopping. What did Joe Biden say when asked about impeachment? I won't be trumped by that. Why did the D.C. elite throw a party to celebrate their takeover, but no one else was invited? What do you call it when politicians start telling the truth? A fairy tale. How did I feel working for Rush Limbaugh for 20 years? Like I was always in a rush. Why don't politicians read books? Because the only numbers they understand are poll numbers. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, keep that common sense switch turned on, folks. This is Political Dad signing off. Until next time, stay informed, stay engaged, and most of all, stay awesome.